Hello and welcome to another episode of Ever Evolving with Your Holistic Healer. My name is Catherine and today I'm going to be continuing on to the fourth part in my Sensitive Souls Guide to Thriving little mini series that I've been creating. So if you haven't already had a listen to the last three parts, I highly recommend going and having a listen. But if not, you can definitely, you know, join the party here and then go back and listen to the other ones later. Now, in this episode, I'm going to be sharing information and tips and tools on how you can stop taking on other people's emotions and energy. And this is a big one on how to thrive as a highly sensitive being, because I'm sure if you're listening to this as an empath, you know the feels when you are just feeling like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulder and it's because you're taking on everyone else's stuff. Maybe it can be like a collective energy. Maybe it's someone in particular. Maybe it's just a stranger on the street. But when we are taking on other people's emotions and energy, it can really muddle us. It can muddle our sense of self and sense of being. And just it can actually impact our entire day or even week depending on how long we're actually holding this energy for. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing a couple of little mindset shifts as to how taking on people's energy and emotion can actually be benefiting you in a way. And I know that might sound a little bit strange, but definitely listen in to find out how and why this happens. I'm also going to be sharing a couple of tools on how to ground your energy, how to disconnect from the energy of other people as well. So it's got, there's a lot in this episode. And I actually recorded this episode, oh, I'm going to say like four months ago. Um, because if you've listened into my first few episodes, you'll know that I did actually uh, start recording podcast episodes like six months ago, but then I kept, um, I, I procrastinated a lot about it. So I've actually got all of these amazing episodes ready to go. And uh, yeah, I recorded this a little while ago. So you'll hear me talking about um, Rufus, my dog, who was quite a young puppy at the time. Yeah, it's it's still definitely a really great episode. And I'm so glad I followed my intuition and and recorded it you know, all those months ago so that I can use it now to, to share this wisdom with you. Hello, beautiful people. So if you've been following me on social media or have, uh, if you're on my email list, you will know. So if, if, if you're in my life in any way, shape or form, you will know that I talk about my dog a lot. But I have actually had some massive breakthroughs around my own habits and my own life since getting this dog that I know will actually serve you as well. And something happened recently that made me just be like, just like I have no words for how, how much of a breakthrough this was. So Recently, uh, Rufus, my dog, has been uh, quite painful. Um, he is a five-month-old puppy. He is going to be quite a big dog and he is going through this stage at the moment of just barking for attention. He jumps up, he scratches, he bites, 
he like oh I'm like covered in bruises and it's um yeah we live in an apartment so he his space to run around is quite small even though we walk him all the time but anyway it's um it's been a lot and the other day he was just barking and barking and barking at me and it just got to the point where I just sat on the ground and just cried and he had like just given me like a real big bite and um, puppies when they well, when they're puppies um, their teeth are super super sharp so that they can protect themselves against like bigger animals or protect themselves um, from being hurt so like when he bites even if it's not even that hard it's like bleeding everywhere so sitting on the ground crying bleeding being like what the hell am I going to do and this happened for a few days in a row and it ended up getting to the point that I was like well I'm not doing anything differently I'm doing the same thing with him every day the same routine and I'm expecting him to to all of a sudden be good like why like that makes no sense if I want the results to change, then I need to change something. And it was like this light bulb moment where I realized that we we do the same things with our emotions and with our habits and with our patterns. And again, like I was, I'm aware of the problem. I'm aware that he's barking. I'm aware that he's doing it when I'm feeding him or like when I'm going to the kitchen, he was doing it. So it's kind of like when you have an awareness of something that you want to shift, you know, this pattern's there, you know, this habit's there, but you're not actually doing anything to change it. You're just reflecting on it over and over and over again, which is exactly what I was doing. And I realized that in order to actually get a different result, I need to change the routine. So it's exactly like when you want to do something differently in your life, when you want to feel differently, when you want to think differently, when you want to act differently, you have to create a new pattern or a new habit or you have to really understand why you're doing this thing. And I I had to really search for why Rufus was barking so much all of a sudden. And we realized it's because I, I had gone from feeding him as soon as he woke up to taking him for a walk and then feeding him. So by the time I was feeding him, the poor guy's starving and just barks at me constantly, (laughs) but I just didn't even realize. It was this massive blind spot that seems so obvious now, but I just had no idea. And that's exactly the same with our subconscious mind. It's things seem so obvious when you actually realize the pattern, but when you're doing it, you're oblivious and that was that what that's that is exactly what led me to sit on the floor and cry this pattern that I was oblivious of that I was doing and then I was just trying to get Rufus to stop barking but that's not solving the problem I had to look at why he was barking so I found this fascinating because it's essentially everything that I do with my clients so let's let's talk about something that I see a lot which is feeling responsible for other people's emotions or wanting to fix people you know like taking on people's pain feeling like you're you have to you have to be the savior to people and 
it's something that we obviously I, there's a massive difference though between being a good friend being someone who's loving and caring and then actually taking on people's problems and feeling like you're the one responsible there's a big big difference and the difference with taking on people's pain and feeling feeling like you're responsible is that it becomes this really heavy weight this really heavy lift of oh my gosh, like I have to look after myself and I have to look after my mom and my friend and this person and all these people need me. And like it's it can become really overwhelming and feel like it's just too much. But the thing is when you go to actually shift it, it probably like shift the pattern, I mean, it probably feels really uncomfortable because you've you've been doing it for so long but also because there's there's probably a really good reason for why you're actually taking on people's problems, why you're wanting to feel responsible and why, why you're carrying everything. And the reason that I see most commonly is because at some point in your life, you, you saw someone suffering. And this is exactly what happened to me. When I was younger, I saw my, my brother was quite sick. He was in and out of hospital when he was born. I saw my parents suffering, uh, wanting to do what they could for him. I saw my brother suffering. And from that point on, as a child, and it wasn't a conscious choice that I made, but I just started to take on their pain because there wasn't anything else I could do. So emotionally, I started to take on all of this energy from my mum, my dad, my brother, so that I could feel like I was serving a purpose. And this is a pattern that I carried on into my life, into my my childhood, my teens, my 20s. And I finally nipped it in the bud in my 30s. And the reason why, if, if this is something that you're, a pattern that you're kind of living out as well, is because without it, it can kind of almost feel like, well, what's my purpose? Or... How can I help people if I'm not taking on their pain? What's my value? How will I be important if I'm not doing this one thing? And you know what? That's really, really understandable. And as someone who's experienced it and been there, I get it. So when you're feeling exhausted, when you're starting to resent that everyone's coming to you, when you are just like your phone goes off and you just go like, oh, God, I've got nothing left to give, know that a part of you is actually wanting this. So the way that you can actually start to shift this pattern is to look at how you are valuable as a person and as a friend without taking on people's pain. Start to explore the different ways that you can be there for your family, be there for yourself without being the saviour. Look at how maybe you can make peace with your childhood self or your teen self or your 20-something-year-old self who felt like they needed to start to take on people's pain. Let them know that it's safe to let go of this pattern and that you're ready to, to create a new pattern and to start afresh. And exactly like us trying to, you know, create this new pattern for Rufus so that he could get fed at the right time so that he would then stop barking you need to look at the motivation behind it 
So really look at why you feel like taking on people's pain is serving you. Is it also serving you because when you're worried about everyone else, you're not focusing on yourself and focusing on yourself can sometimes feel like a lot. Taking the spotlight off everyone else and actually having the spotlight on you can be really scary. But the more you focus that spotlight on everyone else, the less you end up living the life that you want to live. So start small. Start to really, again, explore who you are, how you show up in the world. And just maybe if someone is struggling, think about different ways or maybe just say to them, do I need, like, do do you need, do you need, do you just need me to listen to you right now? Or, or would you like me to help you to solve this? Or just ask the person, what, what is it that I can do for you right now? Because a lot of the times when we actually go to fix someone's problem or feel like we need to, people don't actually want us to fix their problems. They just want to be heard. All of us really deep down just want to be seen and heard for who we are. So all the people coming to you, maybe they just want the same. And in order to feel seen and heard, ask yourself what you would like in order to be seen and heard. Would you like someone to sit there and give you advice on something when you just want to vent? Just really explore that. Come home to yourself and figure out how you can be of service without taking on people's pain. And once you look at the beliefs around maybe why you're taking on people's emotions and why you feel responsible for their emotions, you can then start to move into the energetic component of actually taking on someone's emotion and holding onto it. Now, there is a difference between being able to feel something and understand how someone else is feeling because as empaths and highly sensitive beings, we will always be able to do that. We're always going to have this amazing ability to understand how other people are feeling and and really feel that along with them. But just because you feel it and you have that ability to feel what people are going through, it doesn't mean that you have to carry that with you for the rest of the day. So say you catch up with one of your friends and they're having a really tough day. Maybe they've had an argument with their friend or partner or they're having just a tough work day and you really feel it along with them. You can empathize with what they're going through And because you can feel their pain, you're also able to really tap into maybe some wisdom or advice or just be that that shoulder to, to lean on, be that person that they can talk to who will be able to understand them and care for them. And I know for a lot of us and for me as well, after I would have an interaction like that with someone, I would then hold that energy for the rest of the day. But you can actually be present for your friend or for whoever is experiencing something um, that they need support with, but then be able to disconnect. And this is something that I do in my one-on-one sessions with my clients as well. I'm able to sit there, hold space for people, listen to them, give them support and, and guidance, but then also be able to disconnect afterwards so that I'm not holding on to their energy and their pain for the rest of the day. Now, in order to disconnect from the energy of other people and other things, there are a couple of different components. 
So first of all, uh, something that I do to make sure that I'm always feeling in tune with my energy, always feeling connected, is I do a lot of grounding. And what that is, is I just walk on the grass barefoot. Um, I do that a lot more now since we've gotten our dog because he um, doesn't have anywhere to go in the anywhere to go to the toilet in the apartment. I am forever taking that dog downstairs to go to the toilet. And these days I just can't be bothered putting my shoes on or I will get home from work and just really want to, to be able to just take my shoes off and walk on the grass when I'm taking Rufus to the toilet. And what this does is it gets us reconnected again with the earth's rhythm. And also according to traditional Chinese medicine, we have an acupressure point on our foot, which is all about grounding and safety and shifting fear so when you walk on the ground barefoot you're activating that acupressure point as well and if you're unable to go and walk on the grass maybe you know it might be winter or maybe there's just no grass near you which is completely understandable uh, something else that you can do is visualize yourself standing tall and strong like a tree and just like a tree, imagine that you have these roots that connect deep into the earth. And as you visualize that, feel the, the surface, the ground, the floor, whatever you're standing on, feel it underneath you, feel yourself being connected to that surface. And that within itself is also a really amazing grounding activity. And grounding just really helps to bring us back down to earth where sometimes we can be really involved with our thoughts and with the energy of others and the emotions of others. And that can bring us out of our body and end up leaving us to, to focus on the world outside of us. So grounding just brings us back in and brings the focus within. So making sure that you're grounded is really important when you are an empath in every area of your life, let alone with uh, when it comes to taking on other people's emotions. So the next part of disconnecting from other people's emotions is another kind of intention-based step and belief-based step. Now, in order to be able to disconnect from others, you have to remind yourself and know that you, again, you are not responsible for other people's feelings, but also that people learn lessons through experiences. So reflect on the lessons that you've learned in your life and the things that have really stood out to you. You don't learn a lesson by someone telling you, you learn it by experiencing it. Like, for example, when I was little, I, um, which is a bit of a funny story, my mom kept telling me, to stay away from from the oven because the oven was hot and I kept ignoring her I ignored her I ignored her and then I sat on the oven and I literally burnt my ass so I think I was about like five at the time but I was just so stubborn and I just wouldn't listen to her and I mean after I burnt my ass I definitely didn't go and sit on the oven again but I, I wasn't listening to my mom I wasn't listening to what she said I had to experience it for myself and that is a theme that has carried on for the rest of my life. And I'm sure that it is probably similar for you as well. Maybe you haven't gone and sat in fire, but you've probably gone and done things that people have told you not to because you just wanted to try. But then again, like you, you learn through experience. So when you try to fix other people's problems, take on their pain and try to solve everything for them, 
then you're taking away their opportunity to experience life and experience lessons for themselves. So remind yourself that you are simply here to to just love to hold space for people but it's not your responsibility to carry their emotions to to shift their pain and fix things for them because in doing so you are robbing them of life experience so just having that mindset shift and being able to look at things a little bit differently is really important in allowing yourself to disconnect from other people's energy so that you don't absorb what is going on and don't take on their energy and their emotions. And then the next thing you can do is just imagine this big bubble of love and light around the person, knowing that you are sharing your your love and your presence with them. See that love around them so it feels like not only were you able to listen to them and support them, but you're almost energetically gifting them with love and light. And that's something that's been really helpful for me sometimes when I've felt almost selfish by by disconnecting my energy. Um, when I visualize this love and light around people, then that really helps me to, to feel like I've just, just done something a little bit extra to support them. And then from there, what you want to do is just imagine that there is like an energetic cord that is linking you to the other person. And just imagine just disconnecting the cord or just just kind of unplugging the cord for the time being and just visualize saying to the person, I still love you and I'm still here for you. And then just shift that cord away and, and visualize your energy returning back to your body. Now, it's really important to note that by disconnecting the cord, it doesn't mean that you don't love and care for the person. It just means that you're bringing your energy back to yourself because something else that happens when we do feel responsible for other people and do take on other people's problems and pain is that we also take on their, we can take on their belief systems and their experiences. And you can take that on as your truth without even realizing it. So Taking on people's energy and pain really does muddle with us a lot because it can end up feeling like we're, we're living someone else's life, we're living someone else's truth because, again, while we're taking on their pain, we're also taking on part of them and that can be really, really confusing. So remember, again, the, the less you are being yourself, then the less you can actually help people. So again, by taking on people's pain, you're actually not able to help them. So these few little mindset shifts can really help when it comes to taking on people's pain, as well as, you know, reminding yourself that everyone needs to experience their own life lessons, staying grounded in your energy and connected to yourself, and then disconnecting energy from others that, that um, will help you to just kind of bring your energy back to yourself so that you can be your fullest and best representation of yourself. Now, this is something that can take a little bit of practice. So please don't be hard on yourself as you are learning and navigating this. And if you would like some support in discovering maybe one of the first times that you ever started taking on people's pain and emotion or help in understanding maybe the subconscious link as to why you you might be taking on people's pain then please reach out I offer a mentorship that is specifically based on supporting empaths and highly sensitive people 
helping you to understand more about yourself, to feel more empowered to be you, to take on less of people's pain, but then also be able to still show up for others and support others in a way that serves you and also serves them as well. So this mentorship I offer a few times throughout the year and I only offer limited spaces because I do really hold space for people when I work with them. So to honor the clients and to honor myself, I only do offer limited spaces in this. So if you have any questions about the mentorship or if you have any more questions about taking on people's emotions and energy, then please reach out, send me a DM and we can chat all about it. Until then, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day or evening and the next podcast that I will be sharing in the Sensitive Souls Guide to Thriving will be about connecting with your intuition and this will be the final episode in this little mini series that I'm doing. So make sure you keep a lookout for that one. But again, I hope this has served you in some way. If it has resonated with you at all, then send me a DM because I would love to know what else I can be sharing in order to serve you.